This time on Geek Pod Blue. I just saw snow. There can't be snow yet. Not yet, please. No snow. No snow. Warning. Station is now code blue. Welcome to this edition of Geek Pod Blue. I am your host, Hugh, and I am sad that Halloween is over. Now, I want to thank everybody for allowing me to take a week off last week. Not like you really had any choice in it, but it certainly was a busy week for me. Between Halloween and getting ready this week, my daughter has a talent show, and of course, uh, Geek Pod is going to be covering the uh, premiere of Transformation at the Palace Theater, which we'll, we'll be talking about a little later. Uh, just so much going on, I did not have time to sit down and put a show together. Uh, luckily, uh, today I found some time, and we're going to put this out a little bit early because, you know, we're going to be at the aforementioned premiere on Thursday when I would normally release the show. So you guys are going to get some Geek Pop Blue early this week, or is it late for last week? Who knows? Anyway, uh, what's on my mind is the holiday season. They are upon us, and the holiday that we just said goodbye to, Halloween. I'm so sad that Halloween is over, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about my Halloween. Rather than spend time researching some creepy story or having to do a whole lot of notes, I'm just going to talk about shit that happened last week. This is going to be an easy one for me. Anyway, uh, you know, as everybody knows, we like to decorate and, you know, go go right to the boards with all of the uh, decorations and we we had a pretty good setup this year uh, it was a little frustrating though because all of the wind in october knocked our decorations down about seven times so uh the day of halloween i had to go back out there and reconstruct the graveyard yet again it was incredibly irritating uh but hey it's it it happens so got everything put together i had the day off luckily and I had the time to do it. And then we finally went trick-or-treating. Now, it's always kind of sucked that the Halloween spirit is so uh, lacking in our neighborhood. There is a couple down the street who always dresses up and uh, decorates their house nicely. Definitely more modestly than we do ours. Uh, but they usually, you know, have uh, some kind of a costume. This year we knocked on the door and the girl was dressed as Little Red Riding Hood and her big dog was uh, the Big Bad Wolf, which I thought was kind of clever. Uh, but everywhere else, there just wasn't a whole lot of Halloween spirit. You know, nobody bothered decorating. Lots of lights were off. You know, very, very few houses actually give out candy. The only reason we can get away trick-or-treating in this neighborhood is that, you know, Avery is little and she does not require a whole lot of candy to think that she got a huge haul. But if some a more experienced trick-or-treater was to try trick-or-treating in our neighborhood, they would be very disappointed with the amount of booty they came home with. And by booty, I mean candy, not the other kind of booty. That may happen in other neighborhoods, but not ours. Now, there is this one cool house a couple streets over. Actually, it's a cool house on what we call the Cool House Street because it's a dead-end street. Well, I shouldn't say exactly dead-end. At the end, there's a staircase that goes down to another road, uh, which is kind of cool in and of itself. But for all intents and purposes, it ends in a cul-de-sac. And all of the houses on the street, I mean, it looks like rich people live there. They're all really cool, nice houses, interesting architecture. And it's my favorite uh, street in the area to walk down. So uh, we checked it out last Halloween thinking, hey, you know, this is probably going to be great. Only a couple houses 
even trick or treat, we're giving out candy, which is super disappointing considering those are people with money. Uh, but there is one house that actually does decorate. And last year they had, you know, they had full-size animatronics and everything. I mean, definitely spent some money on this stuff. So we consider that our competition in the neighborhood. And uh, this year we went by and, uh, you know, I actually think that we might have won this year because last year we definitely different or we definitely didn't. But they had uh, their animatronics out, but everything was kind of collected under a, uh, a pavilion or a pop-up tent, probably because of all the rain and they didn't want everything to get ruined. So it wasn't set up quite as uh, uh, interestingly as it was last year. Uh, but still, I mean, it was it was awesome to walk down there. I mean, Avery was scared of the animatronics. She didn't want to walk by them. You know, it was like, rawr, 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 and stuff. Uh, but, you know, it was still really cool. Uh, definitely my favorite house to go to. But uh, I think that we actually won this year, which was kind of cool. Now, we also had some very interesting uh, trick-or-treaters or some interesting experiences while we were um, passing out candy after we took uh, our daughter around the neighborhood. Now, I wish I had been out there for this, because as you guys know, Halloween was, you know, ridiculously cold. It was freezing. And uh, so my wife and I are uh, sitting out there uh, just shivering, you know, because it's so cold. And we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters. I mean, we, we maybe had 10 or 15 uh, this year, which we were hoping for an increase over last year, but that's about the same. Uh, at one point, these uh, three boys came up on the porch. Now, unfortunately, I had gone in the house to make us some coffee because we were so cold. Uh, so I completely missed this. I wish I'd been out there. But um, they they come up on the porch, and they started giving my wife a hard time. You know, they go to reach for candy, and she's just like, oh, you got to say trick or treat. The one kid says, oh, well, I think maybe she wants a, a trick based on how, how her house is all decorated and stuff. Until the other kid sees, wait a second, they're giving out full-size candy bars. They all stop and go trick or treat. And she tells me this afterwards. I'm like, those little bastards. You, know, you should have given them the small ones. I wish I'd been out there to mess with them, though. Uh, the other one that really uh, stood out for me, at least, was we had a, um, a mother and daughter uh, coming up to the porch. And the, the little girl, she was, she was probably four, three or four, I don't know, comes up the steps really slowly. She's scared. I mean, we've got creepy, scary decorations all over the place. And you know, I can certainly understand why she did not want to come on our porch. But, you know, I can see her from where I'm standing because Damara's in a chair in front of me. I'm standing off to the side. So I, I can see the little girl, but she can't see me yet. And she's going slowly, but she's doing it. She's got a scared look on her face. She, she gets up to the top of the stairs, starts to come around the corner and sees me and starts to freak out. It was actually me. Wasn't the decorations, wasn't the creepy reapers, the giant skull face demons, the uh, skeleton dogs or any of that stuff. It was me. Of course, my wife goes, oh, that's just my husband. Don't worry about him. He's harmless. I was just like, man, I cannot believe all this money we, we put into this uh, Halloween decorating, and I'm the scariest thing on our porch. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, but, I mean, those were the, the highlights of uh, trick-or-treating uh, on Halloween night. Uh, the next day, I uh, followed our normal uh, ritual of going to the Spirit Halloween store to buy stuff 50% off. Our neighbor uh, um, actually gave us some money this year because usually she gives us some gift cards uh, at Christmas time. That's you know, our Christmas present, you know, to, to go out to eat. And uh, she uh, cornered me earlier in the week and said, hey, I have something for you and gave us an envelope and said, listen, this is, you know, part of your Christmas present. Uh, I, since I know you guys, you know, love to spend money on Halloween decorations, I tried to go to the Halloween store to get a gift certificate, but there was too many people there. So here, th this money is for you to, to buy decorations the day after Halloween, which I thought was 
incredibly nice, and uh, certainly uh, you know, she's clearly paying attention, so that, that, that's nice as well. So I did go to Spirit the day after and, you know, spent probably more money than I should have, uh, mostly because I have a credit card that allows me to spend money I don't have. Uh, we picked up some really cool stuff. Uh, I don't know if I want to... Well, I can, I can spoil the surprise. Got some uh, basement doors that have, like, hands coming out of them, and the thing shakes, and there's things growling in there, and there's lights, and it hooks up to your fog machine, which is pretty cool. Got a life-size uh, zombie girl, which might go well with our zombie baby. We're thinking about uh, doing a family theme on the front lawn next year with some graves dug up, and mother and uh, uh, baby zombies out there. Uh, got this giant spider. Actually, there's a story behind the giant spider. So, you know, I'm picking out all this stuff. And remember, it's 50% off. So I'm getting an incredibly good deal on this stuff. And I, I walk by and I see this gigantic fuzzy brown spider. Now, when I say gigantic, I mean it's uh, three, four feet across. I mean, it's huge. You know, the body of it's plush. It's like super soft. I mean, this thing is big enough to be a pillow. You could sleep on it. Uh, but it has these giant legs that have, uh, you know, wires in them so it can actually be posed and looking up. And uh, the face looks like it might light up or something, and there is a battery uh, compartment in it. We're not sure exactly what it does uh, because there were no batteries in it. But, you know, I'm like, wow, this thing's really cool, but there's no price tag on it. It's not in a box. You know, there, there's nothing written on it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Well, finally I go up and I'm like, listen, can you tell me how much that thing is? They start looking for it. They can't find it. So they call one of the other people over, and... Um, they're like, oh, yeah, wait, I think I know where that is. And they look it up, and they finally find a price for me. Uh, but the person that they called over, uh, now, I don't know this person's name, but uh, she works at Spirit every single year. We see her every year. We go there. And she's like, oh, my God, I've been wanting to buy him, but my fiancé won't let me spend the money. He's been here since day one, and no one has bought him. Now, that really surprised me, because this thing is super cool. It's going to be, like, the, the centerpiece of our porch setup next year. Um, but she's like, his name is Terror. And I just want to make sure he's going to a good home. I was like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I showed him uh, the guy, everyone there, pictures of our Halloween setup. Clearly, we put a lot of time and effort into this. But they were so nice. They actually helped me carry stuff out to the car. And the girl that was so enamored with my new giant spider actually, you know, tucked his legs under him, put him in the front seat, and uh, got him all, all comfy and cozy for the ride home. So I thought that was really cute. Uh, but you know, they're so nice there anyway, but you know, we really, we got a good haul, and I am definitely looking forward to Halloween next year, getting to play with some new stuff. Uh, of course, then we had to take it down, which is never fun. I uh, didn't get a chance to do that until Saturday because of the ridiculous weather we have here in central New York, uh, and all of the rain and such, but uh, yeah, we finally took everything down. It took a couple hours to do. Um, I realized I really need to invest in more totes because i have one halloween tote i need like four so that's going to be something we are going to have to look into uh relatively soon now kind of keeping in the halloween theme uh we did have a chance to catch it this past uh week now if you haven't seen it it is the uh, adaptation of stephen king's book it uh which was you know adapted into a, a two-part television movie uh, years ago which is kind of, you know, it's a classic and everybody loves it. And I myself was concerned about them trying to update something like this. I have to say, I, I was pretty impressed. Uh, the only thing that I didn't like was the fact that uh, one of the kids in the, the movie is also the, uh, the the main character, the main kid in uh, Stranger Things, kind of doing the same thing, playing, you know, this, this kid as a group of kids, you know, in the past, in the 80s, uh, except this kid is a real dick. 
So it was kind of jarring since we're watching Stranger Things 2 at the same time to see this kid acting this way. But other than that, you know, I, I got to say, well, as much as I thought, you know, Tim Curry couldn't be uh, followed up on, I don't feel like they even tried to, what's the word, to, to one-up him. They went in a different direction. We certainly saw a lot more of the creepy stuff, a lot more of the horror, a lot more of Pennywise in this this chapter one of it. Uh to the point where it seems like a lot of ideas that they couldn't flesh out in the TV series actually made sense. Like, they they all float down here. I thought that was referring to something completely different, like things floating in sewer water. Uh, turns out it's a completely different thing, and we finally get to see that in this movie. And while I hate to uh, say it, I think that this probably is the definitive version of it. And after watching it, I, I don't have a problem with that as much as I thought I would. It's a really good movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's still playing at a couple local theaters. You can still catch it at Destiny and the Great Northern Mall. Really, take the time and, and go see this movie if you can. It's definitely worth it. Now, if you remember, last week um, I said that you know we were going to have uh, you know a special. You know, a special segment, you know, uh, from our friend Webcam Nick, and I am starting to get a call right here, uh, and it is our uh, senior manhood measuring correspondent, hopefully live on the set of The Walking Dead, to settle that age-old adage, who's bigger, Rick or Negan? Let's see what he has to say. Hello, I'm Webcam Nick here on The Walking Dead set. You know, what? No, it's okay, I'm famous. No, no, it's okay, I'm, I'm a reporter. No, no, uh, Oh man, Nick, I, I the call ended. I hope you're okay. Uh, if you need any legal help, call Paul. He knows all about that stuff. Uh, it does not sound like we're going to get an answer to that question, but uh, hey, I want to thank Nick for you know taking the time to go down in Georgia and do that. I'm sure the weather is much better there than it is here. Now, finally, I want to touch on a couple things. Uh, we're going to be doing some holiday-themed episodes uh, throughout the holiday season, and if you guys have any holiday stories, holiday traditions, you know, weird traditions that only your family does that you want to share, you know, drop me a line. Send me an email to uh, geekpodblue at gmail.com. Make sure you reference in the subject line um, holiday or something to uh, differentiate the email from uh, the normal letters so that I don't just read it on the air during the letter section uh, segment, uh, which I may do with them anyway. I don't know. But yeah, you know, make sure I understand that they're for the holiday ones so that I don't uh, get things mixed up. The other thing I want to bring up is what we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, GeekPod is going to be at the premiere of Brian Hewitt's Transformation at the Palace Theater on November 9th at 7 p.m. Now, tickets are available at the door. They're not expensive. There's going to be a cash bar. There's going to be vendors. Uh, you know, get there early so you can, you know, check some of that stuff out. This is going to be a fun time, guys. This is a local filmmaker who has combined forces with some other local filmmakers to create something that I'm told is amazing. Now, even though I've done some interviews with those guys and I've been trying to promote it, I have not seen the movie yet. So I have, I'm going into this blind as well. I am super excited to see what this movie has to offer because I've only heard good things. And we want to see you there. So please take the time come down thursday night you know let, let's support our local filmmaking industry and just be entertained i mean if you'll spend money to go it see it why not spend some money to go see transformation but hey you know i i, I think that we really need to start banding together and supporting these local filmmakers because there's some cool stuff coming out of this area 
you know, let, let's let's maybe push this stuff. Who knows? Maybe some of these filmmakers are going to be on a national level someday, and you can say, yeah, I remember Brian Hewitt when he was just making small films in Syracuse. You know, so yeah, I'm glad to, I was there to support him, and now I can watch him while he's making, you know, Avengers 17. Who knows? Anyway, it's time for some news for your ears. Okay, and we have a te- oh, oh, hold on, I'm getting a text message. So let's see what Paul has to say today. It says, hey buddy, remember when we were in Buffalo at that convention and we went to the ice bar and we whipped out our wangs to see whose was bigger and you won? Yeah, I don't remember it like that either. Ha ha. Well, I think that was a little unnecessary, Paul. Now that we've robbed Nick of ever having the chance to solve that mystery, uh, let's move on to the news. Now, there is a ton of news this week, uh, and most of it is surrounding the Justice League movie that's going to be coming out soon. So I I tried to put this all together, bear with me, uh, because this stuff's coming out like by the hour. Now, apparently, uh, the budget has been revealed. Uh, it came in at around $300 million, and the movie is going to run just under the two-hour mark. Now, part of the reasoning behind this is they need to make a lot of money on this movie, given the budget. And giving it a uh, sub-two-hour running time means that they can get more showings into the theaters and hence make more money. Uh, now, I'm not sure that it's a good idea to... Uh, make your editing decisions based on you know how many showings you can get per day and how much money you can make, uh, but certainly I mean, th- that's got to be a concern for Warner Brothers considering you know they've almost had to make this movie twice it seems uh, between the the original expensive movie that Zack Snyder made and then the reshoots shoot, that Joss Whedon has made. Uh, Jason Momoa has confirmed that there will be an end credits sequence. Uh, right, at, it's going to be after the credits. You got to sit there for the whole thing. He says that it, he had almost forgotten about it, so that leads me to believe that this is something that Zack Snyder put together, and who knows, this could be uh, a reveal of Dark Side or maybe Hal Jordan or some other uh, thing that we're expecting to connect to Justice League uh, to set up Part 2. Now, test screenings are going surprisingly well for this. They're actually close to uh, Wonder Woman's test screenings in uh, audience appreciation and what they're saying about the movie. Now, some movie critics who have seen the movie have, uh, you know, they can't really talk about it too much, but uh, someone has come forward and said Ezra Miller's Flash is a standout in this movie, but Steppenwolf is not. Steppenwolf is apparently a little disappointing. And a lot of people wondered why they would have chosen Steppenwolf as a the main character for the first Justice League movie. It is a little bit underwhelming. Uh, it was in concept, and it sounds like it might be on screen, but there's going to be so much going on on screen anyway. I don't necessarily know that you need your bad guy in this movie to uh, be uh, the focus and to be you know the, the, the biggest thing in the movie. I mean, there's going to be so much going on anyway, as long as they have minions that can put up a good fight and we get to see the Justice League fight together. That's pretty much what people are tuning in for anyway. Now, it appears that they are looking for a director for Flashpoint. Uh, They have not locked anything down because 
they're still kind of wary on if it's going to be made. Now, this all really depends on whether or not Justice League is a hit. If Justice League is a hit, they're going to go forward with the Flash, the Flashpoint storyline as Flash's standalone movie. If it is not a hit, they may still do it, but they're going to kind of tone it back, less cameos, and have it be a Flash-centered story. Now, interestingly enough, there's a few little nuggets that came out of this. Ezra Miller is uh, apparently pulling really hard for Jeffrey Dean Morgan to play uh, Batman in Flashpoint, because in the Flashpoint universe, uh, things were kind of flipped around. Um, Bruce Wayne's the one that died, and his father, Thomas Wayne, is who, who became Batman. Since uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan played Thomas Wayne uh, in uh, the, the current movie series, uh, it only makes sense that he would be Batman. Interestingly enough, it is his wife, Martha Wayne, who becomes the Joker in that continuity. So it would be interesting to see Lauren Cohan pull that off. Another confusing and puzzling little tidbit of information came out uh, is that uh, when asked how Superman is going to come back to life, Henry Cavill referenced the Rebirth comics. Now, if you, you guys know your comics continuity, Flashpoint happened. It kind of changed history. There was a period of time, the New 52, where you know things were different. And then Rebirth kind of brought things back to a head where the New 52 Superman died and was replaced by the original continuity Superman who was married to Lois Lane and had a son and, and all these things that would have happened uh, in the... Or some that did and some that would have happened in the original continuity. Now, by referring to that saying that, you know, Superman's um, rebirth could be related to Flashpoint, it, it kind of makes me wonder if the version of Superman we're going to see show up in Justice League is some different continuity version. Uh, I mean, that would be a crazy, crazy thing to do, considering we haven't seen that continuity. Uh, but, man, and, you know, who knows? I mean, Warner Brothers is not always making the, the best decisions when it comes to this kind of stuff, so we're really just going to have to wait and see what happens. Uh, moving on from that, Disney may or may not be buying Fox Film Division. Now, depending on who you talk to, some say that the talks were real, but they've stalled. Others say things are still um, ongoing. Uh, but there's a lot of hubbub in Hollywood about the fact that, you know, it looks like Fox wants to sell off its movie division. If Disney was to purchase that, that would mean they would finally have control of the X-Men again. Now, the, the TV station and Fox Sports and news and all that would remain with Fox, but how exciting would that be for Marvel to finally regain the rights to the X-Men? I just wonder, is it too late for that? Can they still fold the X-Men in now, having so much of uh, Marvel Universe history having gone by already? It, it, that would be challenging, uh, to say the least. I'm sure that they could figure out a way to do it, but I, I, I guess it wouldn't be the perfect Marvel Cinematic Universe we all dreamed of before we actually got a Marvel Cinematic Universe. They would certainly have to change them, some things to make it all match up. Uh, moving on, Wentworth Miller is apparently filming his final entry in the Arrowverse, and that does uh, make me kind of sad. Apparently he is going to be done. He's filming an episode of Legends of Tomorrow, and then that's it. He will no longer be playing Captain Cold. I'm not sure why they're why they're making it so final, because, I mean, they already killed Captain Cold once, and he's back, but hasn't been resurrected from when he died, so they can pretty much do anything they want. The only thing that makes sense to me is that for some reason he does not want to play the character anymore. Uh, to, to make it so final, you know, because, I mean, every year we generally see him pop up in something. For him to come out and say, yeah, this is the last time, it sounds like he just doesn't want to play the character anymore. Um, which is kind of sad, because he's done an excellent job, and we certainly wish him well on all of his future endeavors. Uh, Thor has had a massive $120 million debut weekend. Thor Ragnarok has exceeded all expectations. Uh, the 
Uh, reviews are through the roof. People are saying it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, excited that it's doing well. It looks like a fun movie. I can't wait to see it. And this brings the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe as a franchise over the $5 billion mark. Only franchise ever to do that. Now, if you want to compare apples to apples, you could say, you know, well, you know, that, that's bigger than Star Wars. That's bigger than uh, Lord of the Rings. But it's also over a ton more movies. So uh, while it certainly still counts as a record, uh, you have to think about how many movies they've made so far. And certainly it was going to cross that line at some point regardless. Uh, now, apparently Disney is looking at another Star Wars trilogy using some of the same characters that we're currently seeing. I think that's uh, actually a great idea. We have two distinct trilogies that have a little bit of crossover, but not a lot. It would nice, it'd be nice to... Every single trilogy doesn't have to focus on a, a new generation of heroes or, or Jedis or characters. It would be nice for them to just continue the story. I mean, there, it sounds like they're sticking with the, the trilogy idea. I mean, now that Star Wars is a regular thing, they really don't have to do that. They can just keep making movies. But if they want to kind of contain things in trilogies, I mean, I can understand that. It gives them good jumping off and jumping on points. It gives them good places for characters to leave and new characters to come on. Uh, but it's also nice to see that they're going to kind of move forward with the characters they have. Uh, while we still haven't seen the second uh, entry in this current trilogy, I am excited um, to, by the fact that, you know, we may still be seeing these characters for years to come. Finally, and I'm not making this up, Cake-flavored Pepsi is coming to Japan. Now, if you guys don't know this, uh, they do a lot of crazy flavors of, of Pepsi in Japan. They do crazy flavors of everything in Japan. And this year's uh, special holiday flavor is going to be cake-flavored Pepsi. Now, if you happen to find yourself in the land of the rising sun, uh, sometime after November 21st, this cake-flavored Pepsi will be available for you to purchase and try out. Now, I know some of you out there are going, oh, that sounds awful. I don't know. I think it sounds kind of interesting. I mean, I like birthday cake ice cream. I like cake. So why wouldn't I like cake-flavored Pepsi? I mean, it's all just sweet stuff anyway. But hey, that's just my opinion. Your mileage may vary. And that means it is time for the GeekPod Blue Mailbox. Now, there is only one letter in the mailbox, and it's actually from last week. I did not reach out via Twitter to remind everybody. Just because this uh, episode is going out early because of other uh, engagements that I have later this week. Uh, so our question is from Nick Mormon, Webcam Nick, uh, who we heard from earlier today. I certainly hope he is okay. Uh, Nick says, text from Paul are the best. Hope you had a good Halloween with the family. Well, I certainly did. They said the Iron Fist is going to be in Luke Cage, so do you think we'll see any of any Defenders in Daredevil Season 3? Well, that's an interesting question, uh, because Daredevil Season 3 is supposed to focus on the Born Again storyline, or at least that certainly seems like uh, what's going to happen. I could see them keeping it focused on Daredevil, but considering they kind of want to keep Synergy going, I could also see them throwing in some other supporting characters uh, just to... Uh, keep people thinking about these other characters you know i really don't know nick uh, i i almost and i maybe this is just me but it, it kind of feels like while daredevil happens in the same universe there's not a whole lot of crossover in the daredevil shows itself um he may show up in other shows and in some other shows there's lots of crossover lots of crossover you know in luke cage and jessica jones and iron fist uh but not so much in daredevil 
Uh, I guess, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. I, I could really see it going either way. Next, he says, also, if this ticket price thing sticks, I'm never going to the movies. Uh, yeah, you know, that would be one way to stop them from doing it. I have a bad feeling, though, that people will just suck it up because that's why we that's why things go up. Prices go up. We say we won't pay them. We pay them because we want things. And because we want things, prices go up. Uh, it's the, the cycle, not the cycle of life. It's the cycle, cycle of sucking the life out of our wallets. So are you ready to see Thor 3? I'm excited to see this three-part Hulk story. I am. I have not had a chance to see Ragnarok yet. I'd like the idea. Now that kind of uh, calls back to how uh, Mark Ruffalo has said they kind of have a three-part Hulk story that unfolds over the next three Marvel movies. I think that's kind of cool. It's a good way to handle the character, especially since they're not able to make a solo Hulk movie due to the rights issues with Universal. Given that they can still use the character, though, uh, that's a good idea. Also a good idea because Hulk is a difficult character to write for, and considering half the time he doesn't have a whole lot of intelligence, I mean, that might be different in Thor Ragnarok from what we've seen. Uh, but I, I think that he works, I don't want to say he works better as a supporting character, but I think he works better as a co-starring character, uh, at least in my opinion. And finally, uh, Nick says, and I don't know about you, can we get a normal companion in Doctor Who? I'm so over the companions being so important. Let them be humans on a trip with an alien. Well, yeah, I have to agree with that, Nick. I, it certainly does get irritating that it's always, you know, the girl who waited or the girl who whatever. I mean, they're, they're always important. And yeah, I mean, Doctor Who always used to be just a normal human being or a normal alien. It doesn't matter. But, you know, they were just a normal person on a ride with uh, an alien going through time and space. I would like to see the, the next series focus more on the story and the Doctor and not on the companion somehow being special because while the Doctor certainly has great luck, uh, you can't tell me every person he runs across is special in some way. In fact, hey, I recall Doctor Who saying that the most important thing in the universe is an ordinary human being. It's about time we start seeing some of that, in my opinion. And given that the next Doctor is going to be a woman, there's going to be enough interesting stuff going on and enough adjusting to a new status quo. I don't think we need, I mean, you know, we, we've seen, you know, there, there's going to be an older male companion now. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, the guy who wouldn't wait or the guy who could drink 17 beers in four minutes or, or whatever. He doesn't have to be special. He just has to be a guy, a window for the viewer into the universe of the Doctor. Thank you very much for your letter, Nick. I appreciate you writing in. Uh, you know, next week, hopefully everything's going to be back to normal. So please, you know, send your uh, letters into geekpodblue at gmail.com. And that's going to wrap things up. You know, I'm all done. I got nothing else. So make sure you tune in next week when we're going to talk about frozen turkey bowling. Till then, tuck and roll, kids. GeekPod Blue is a GeekPod Network production. Executive producers Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Concept created by Paul Showens and Hugh Allen. Intro is Opportunity by Jameis Breed. Closing is Bucket by Jameis Breed. Both licensed for use by Dennis Johnston. Want to help the show? Leave a five-star rating on iTunes. GeekPod can be reached at contribute at geekpod.com or send us a tweet at geekpod. That's G33KPOD. You can also find GeekPod on Facebook and Instagram. G33KPOD. That's G33KPOD.